imaging, local radio, and listening in on radio happening right now? What happens in radio in Minnesota? What happens if you desire syndication? You're in the right place. You're in the right space. Today, we get to talk with somebody who has the experience and is on the journey, just like you, if you're in radio today. That's an ideal person for us to talk to on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Are you ready? To enjoy our episodes, you only need to be interested in others, want to grab some thoughts and wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing stories from an amazing radio pro right now, and uncovering the path forward in radio. My name is Lloyd Ford with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We provide affordable help for local broadcasters who are looking to make more money. That's right. We're branding specialists who help our clients fully develop the right position in their local radio market, coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce daily music logs if you need it, provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. We also focus on helping our clients generate more revenue. More about that later. Do you have a problem that gets in the way of your next level ratings or revenue? Reach out anytime, FORD at RainmakerPathway.com. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Listen, we're only about a minute away from talking with Kelly Jordan. Mornings. Imaging Director, Late Broadcasting, Wild Country 99, KJ Country 96.5, and 97KYCK, and so much more. You'll find out. See our guest calendar all the way into February 2023 right now in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We don't lock away anything on our site the way some consultants do. That's because we believe in this crazy theory of abundance. If you don't know about it, please call me up, ask me about it. I'd be glad to share. So go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime, see what you can get for free from our team. Kelly, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on, Lloyd. Oh, I've been so excited about this for so long, for so many different reasons. And now I finally get, I get to get right into it. Let's talk first experiences. How did you end up in the radio business? Uh, you know, I, it's funny. When I was a kid, I always wanted to do radio just like everybody else. And the funny thing is, I thought I didn't have a cool enough name to do radio because I heard Tony Fly on the radio. I was like, well, my name's not that cool. I can't do that. And so <laughs> when I started DJing in nightclubs, um, I actually got to work with Tony Fly, and who was just the king of Minnesota radio for a very long time. And uh, I was like, you know, I was like 21 at the time. I was sick of DJing for drunks. And he was like, why don't uh, you come in? And he was like, why don't you come intern at KDWB? And I was like, I, I just couldn't even believe it. I was like, this, I'm being called up to the bigs here. Like, this is it. And uh, so I interned for him for about seven, eight months. And then I got my first job at KCLD. So it was crazy. Uh, that, 
Yeah, that's how I got into it, man. And I, I credit Tony Fly with my career. I mean, he, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have anything. That's really interesting. And were you totally caught off guard by this whole thing? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I didn't really ever think I could do it. So I never really thought about it. Like I was doing HVAC work and then DJing in nightclubs at night. So it was, mm. <laughs> I, I guess I was taken, taken back. All right, so I'm going to say that that's the first sign that there's a side hustle. Don't give it away yet. Okay. But it's interesting, you know, HVAC, doing the night thing, you know, but I got to ask this about the radio thing, because I think a lot of people who are in radio can relate to it. You're 21 years old. You start interning at a radio station. Was your family singing from the choir when you joined the radio life? Well, luckily my family didn't care. They didn't know what I was doing. They didn't care what I was doing. Um, just so they didn't, they didn't really care. No, everyone just, and I gotta be honest, like from the time I was little, I think it was always kind of obvious that I was, I was more meant for performing and I, I sucked at sports. Um, you know, but I was always good at plays, you know, things like that. So I think it was just kind of a natural thing. And, you know, like I was always trying out to be on MTV and all that kind of stuff. So I think they just knew that this this kid is going to starve if he has to work for a living. Well, they were like, you're going to try some things. Yeah. Nobody yeah. worried about you, did they? They didn't. No one did. And no one has since day one. Like it's, you know, it has its up and down. But yeah, they they think it's cool now. All of them think it's cool now. Well, Sure. Listen, how important is imaging to a radio brand in your opinion? Um, having done imaging now for a while, I think it's important. I think a lot of radio stations get it wrong. Uh, really? Yeah, it's funny. This TikTok video I saw the other day has stood out to me so much of uh, it was like a young girl sitting in a car and she turned she's like trying out radio for the first time. Oh, and I saw so that. Yeah, right. And it's I think it's stuck with everybody in radio because we're like, that's what young people think when they tune in. It's everything is overproduced. Um, well, but I, I will say that what she was experiencing inside that TikTok video seemed like they put all their imaging together in one piece. Right. But I think I think the sentiment was correct. Um, when I first came to Wild Country, um, I was like, whoa, I said, this reminds me of like pr production from the 90s. It was just like soundbite and laser and then somebody screaming. Then there's a panther growling in there for some reason. I was like, what the hell is this? I, so it's very important because even if it wasn't important, you know, PPM stations wouldn't do any of it. You know, they would just be like, all right, you're here. Great. Um, but we got you know, we're obviously still a diary market. So it's very important to us. But I think that where a lot of radio stations get it wrong is they just do too much. Like we're all about different voices in the production, but very quick, just letting you know what the station is. You know, we'll run some holiday imaging and things like that, but um, it's obviously necessary for the brand. Yeah. I mean, you want people to get a feel for who you are, but there's a lot of ways to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do it a lot with just using uh, artist voices in the imaging. So it, like it automatically, tell, like you can tell Carrie Underwood's voice when you hear it, right? Like you can tell, uh, Brett Eldridge, like you can tell these people when you hear their voice. So I think that that kind of takes care of, okay, this is a country station. Um, yeah, I think I, I, you know, PPM taught us a lot. I think it taught us a lot about imaging. And I think, uh, that, that's why a lot of stations still get it wrong. They, it sounds cool to us. It sounds cool to me and you, but we're not putting ourselves in the listener's shoes. That That's my opinion anyway. Oh, that's a big mistake right there. Right. 
What's that? Not putting yourself in listener's shoes. Right. Like how many times have you, you know, or maybe not you, but made a promo that you're like, this is badass, but it's got 10,000 lasers. It's got a crowd cheering in it. You know, there's a girl screaming, oh my God, in the back. <laughs> it's like, you put it together, right. you're like, this is the best piece of imaging ever. And then you hear it, you're like, all right, I don't even know what the hell this thing is doing. I don't even know what this thing is telling me to do. Yeah, so like this makes the most sense to anyone inside the business. Right, <laughs> right. But that's not who we're trying to appeal to. So listen, right. you, you got to tell us about this because this is really an exciting part of your story. Uh, tell us about Kelly and Wood. And I want you to be specific about where you are what you're doing, I think you know what I mean by that. Wink, wink, nod, nod, because you're not just in one place. Right. What kind of show is it? And tell us about your desire or ambition for this show. Well, it Wood and I got together uh, four years ago, I believe, um, because the guy that was doing the morning show uh, started a yogurt uh, business like a high-end yogurt business or something like that. Sure. And who's actually, he's actually back in radio now, but um, uh, they couldn't really find anyone to work with wood and he wasn't really good at running the board. And so they just kind of put me in there as a, you know, just as someone to fill. I was doing afternoons at the station and we just like, we just had a good chemistry off the air talking with each other. Um, it, it just kind of, we, they did, I don't know, it just worked. And so they put us together um, and you know, like any morning show it was rough as hell in the beginning. Uh, but then they set us up with Jeff and I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, but maybe it's McHugh with, uh, yeah. the Randy Lane company. Yeah. He's really good, right? He's phenomenal. I, without him, we would not have nearly the success we've had, but Jeff was That's able so to nice. Us. What's that? That's so nice. Well, I, I, I believe it a hundred percent. Jeff is Jeff saw what we had and was able to channel it correctly um and so we we listened to everything he said and you know except for the things that were like ah, i don't really know if that fits us but whatever but you know 99 so the same thing that happens to me is what you're saying you listen to everything but you didn't take it all right well because some of it isn't natural to do right like you know something that works right. for somebody else isn't going to work that's right me. so that's right and, and the smart the smart shows know when it's not working so um anyway so jeff really got us really got us kind of focused and it's funny it's when COVID hit that I feel like we really hit our stride um, because I had lost 45 pounds. I was feeling phenomenal, love getting up for work in the morning and we just started crushing it. I mean, just in a way that I had never seen before. And I, you know, we only get ratings twice a year in St. Cloud. So a lot right. of my, a lot of my evidence of how good the show was doing is anecdotal, but um, it just, it just had this, you can just tell, right? Like you can just tell when you show can it. feel it, right? Yeah. It's palpable almost. <laughs> yeah. So, so it really just like it. I don't. I can't explain it. I, it's lightning in a bottle. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Well, um, that's a great place to talk about lightning in the bottle because you all have been finalists for the NAB Marconi for Small yeah. Market Personality of the Year. Dang, <laughs> yeah. what's that yeah. like? And were you shocked when you found out? Uh, I was shocked um, because I was like, "There's no way they're gonna pick." two cisgender white guys from the Midwest with no female on the show to win a Marconi. It's like, it's just, we're too far out of, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I totally yeah. get that, you know, we don't have good representation of everybody on our show. Um, so I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I mean, that as like, I was like, our odds are stacked against us. But then when we got nominated, I was like, Oh my God, we're going to New York for this thing. 
And we didn't, it would have been cooler had we won, <laughs> to be honest. So did it kind of have that feel to you? Like you're going to see if you win the Heisman, you're one of the finalists. Right? It did. Like the, the whole time in New York, I, I kept reminding myself of why I was there. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is absolutely amazing that we are here to do this. And, um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, and like, you know, talking to Dave Ryan while we were there, who I've always been a huge fan of his and he was nominated too. And, it was just like, it was the who's who of radio. You know, Ryan Seacrest was there and Nick Cannon was hosting it. And I was like, this is amazing, man. And yeah, we well, can, but it was still cool as hell being there. Listen, I got to tell you, I think Jeff would totally, totally dig me saying this too. But I always say that hard work always pays off. And that was that feeling that you got being in New York, right? It, it absolutely was. And, and you know, the, it was, it was like, all right, we don't, we don't half-ass our show ever. Of course, every DJ has that day where you're like, well, we probably should have prepped a little better or whatever, but knowing how hard we work, you know, the fact that I'm there an hour and a half before the show starts and two hours after it, that's a lot of, that's a lot of radio in one day. And so seeing it pay off like that was just awesome. All right. So listen, it seems to me that you take a lot of joy from working hard. How passionate are you about being on the radio it's the highlight of my day it, it really is it's it's what i love to do the most you know it's like that studio to me is where the real world shuts off for four hours a day like i was telling you before we started talking that you know my wife is battling breast cancer and yeah. that's hard to go Sorry. through. but yeah. you go you go to that studio and that's that's the best example i can give you you go to that studio and that is your focus for four hours and the, the rest of the world shuts off and it's all about how can I maybe get one more person to come back tomorrow? And that's what I always think. Like, what can we do to maybe if someone happens to hear it, they'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, I, listen, I really would like for people to get an idea of what your world is like. So I'm going to slip this question in. How is the deer population in Minnesota? <laughs> well, I am single-handedly thinning that out, Lloyd. I have. What's happening there? What, what do you mean you're thinning it out? So I live an hour away from the radio station. Um, All right. I, I live right outside of Minneapolis and the radio station is in St. Clouds. It's about an hour drive every morning. So I wake up at three, out the door by 3.15. And I drive through farmland dang near my entire way to work. And in three years, I have hit three deer. Oh. <laughs> and, and so I've you've totaled, hit three deer with your car? Yes, I've totaled three cars in three years. It's It's actually an ongoing joke with me and the listeners now about they, they asked me, like, what kind of car are you going to get next year after you total this one? <laughs> okay, I got a question for you as a Southerner. Um, yeah. you, you heard about those little whistles that you put on the bumper, right? Have you yeah, tried I that? Were, I heard they were a scam, and they're like 15 bucks, so I'm not going to waste 15 bucks on a scam. <laughs> Kelly, three cars! I know. I know, and every one of them has been totaled, too. I mean, in a bad oh. way, too. All right. So we'll try to make a positive out of this and take a turn toward podcasting. And I really want you to break this down for us because you're not doing podcasting. You're doing a lot of podcasting. Can you tell us about you and podcasting? Yeah. So I do, obviously I do a, a podcast for it's the Kelly and Wood podcast. I do that one every day um, right. and put that one up and that's doing pretty good. But then as a side hustle, um, I work on a lot of podcasts. I put together a ton of podcasts. Well, it's, it's like 10 and that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I do one. 10 sounds like a, a mountain. It is. Right? It's, but we have a, we have a specific skill set 
if especially if you've done imaging in radio or you know if you spent years editing phone calls realizing like you can't chop breaths out and things like that like that stuff all plays into working on podcasts because there's some that i work on that they want every um edited out every and so edited out they want to just clean and so radio it, it gives you a specific skill set for that so it's a great side hustle yeah i gotta tell you the more edits they want i think i would be wanting to charge more per edit oh i do I, there's some that there's there's a couple that i charge a lot of money to do but i mean they're willing to pay because they get a great product back. that's right listen you know that a lot of people think that if you're living where you live you crazy yeah can you tell us about the minnesota shuffle <laughs> you want to know about the actual act of it or the song that i put together i want to know about the song but but that, look, give us both now that you said that. Well, well, the the alley behind our studio is icy as hell all the time. Like in the wintertime, it is just a it is a death trap back there. So oh I was God. laughing because one day three of us got to work at the same time and we're all just kind of like shuffling our feet down the uh down the alleyway. But since I have an hour drive to work, the next morning I was like, I'm gonna write a little rap song called the Minnesota Shuffle. <laughs> and so you can find I, this, right? What's that? Like after this episode, we can find this on YouTube or something, right? It's not. A, it's actually not on YouTube. I keep saying I'm going to put together a video for it. Then I get lazy and don't do it. But uh, it's on like our podcast. If you search Kelly and Wood, like wherever you get podcasts, we're there. And uh, and I post it. And it's funny because people request it. That's the funny thing about our show is we're on a country station. But sometimes I feel like we're just a morning show that happens to be on a country station. Like we'll obviously you know talk what? about our artists. I, look, I'm going to tell you something. Country listeners today experience a wide variety of things right 100 percent. and and really it's just it's being true to myself and so i think that that you know that comes across well i also think it's being true to your audience and and i gotta tell you i'm in south florida right now and i was jamming out to the minnesota shuffle it's pretty good <laughs> stuff yeah it was it was funny too because that's when wood and i first started working together and i think he was like this dude does not get it but uh, yeah, it gets requested a lot this time of year. <laughs> Do you play it also? We'll play it. Like I'll play it very early on in the show. Like I don't, well, especially because we're also on in North Dakota. So I, but we do a break just for St. Cloud, five forty to six. Oh yeah. So I'll play it. I'll play it in that little window right there. Well, listen, you seem to bring a positive attitude to everything that you're doing. How much do you think that positive attitude, that positive vibe? factors into your success? I, I think a ton, really. I, I think that I'm, because I do, and I don't know why I'm so, I try to be so positive all the time. Like I told you, you know, like with my wife going through breast cancer, I was like, all right, but while I'm on the air, you know, it's like, stay positive. When I'm in the hallways of this building, stay positive. And then you can cry in the car on the way home. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that my positivity, like if you talk to anybody who let me go, like at MS or whatever, I think they would all hire me back. And I think a lot of that is because I, one, don't take myself too seriously. Uh, I've been so beat up by this business that my ego is non-existent. And I think that that just, play, there's something about being a pleasant person to be around that it filters into the sales department and you know the owner of the company sees it and everybody else. And I think that it just, it makes people like you and it, that just helps. Like it makes work a more fun place to go to. Um, you know, it makes people not afraid to approach you if they have an idea. It just, and it just, it doesn't, my co-host always calls me the happiest guy in the world with a pebble in my shoe because, you know, I have, I have my moments, you know, but 
I think being positive has been my greatest, I don't know, contribution to wherever I've worked. Well, I got to tell you, you know, everybody goes through the good and the bad. If you're in the radio business, I always like to say you're always going to get your turn in the barrel. Right. Right. And, and that's not just about, you know, I got let go or this happened or that happened. I mean, you know, in an average week in broadcasting, you have good things and bad things that happen to you. You've got somebody sitting next to you who's positive all the time. That's going to give you a little bit more electricity. Mm-hmm. And and I, unfortunately, Wood always tells me that I set the tone for the show. So if I come in and I'm feeling funky or, you know, <laughs> when him and I first started working together, I would come in hungover a lot. Um and the show just sucked because I wasn't setting the tone for it. So now I come in, I'm positive from the second he walks through the door. And if even if we get in an argument, I'm like, we need to, because obviously you work that closely with somebody, you're going to argue once in a while. Um, yeah. But it's all right, let's let's put a pin in this and we'll get to it at the end of the show. Because right now the listeners don't care. The listeners don't care that I, you know, accidentally cut you off or the listeners don't care that, you know, whatever, we don't agree on this bit. And so let me stay positive. Let's get through this. And when we get to the end of the show, then we can fight. You know, Wood sounds pretty smart, too. He's like, hey, I don't know if you know this. You're setting the tone. So you've got to come in here and make me feel good. Wood is. And he's he's very he's very honest. He's like, hey, if you're not in a good mood, the show sucks. And so wow. and I've taken that to heart. And so I make sure that, you know, like I said, I have an hour drive to work to get my mind right. If I'm not if I'm not feeling like radio that day, I just put on music You know, I'll put on something that gets me pumped up for the day. You know, or a lot of times I'll listen to Dave Ryan's show on the way in. That always gets me excited to do radio because I hear him doing it. So, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta know you gotta know what motivates you to get in that mindset. Well, and look, you know, you said it earlier. I don't know if you said it this way, but the chemistry, right? If if you've ever been involved, and some of our listeners certainly have been, where you've had to put morning shows together and they had no chemistry. And <laughs> you know how powerful it is when people really hit it off and have a good chemistry and can talk the talk together. Yeah. And we, and ours isn't fake either. And I think that's why the show works. Like we've taken family trips together because uh, Wood has young kids. I have young kids. Um, you know, like we'll go spend, you know, weekend, not weekends, but we'll go over at his house on a Saturday and have dinner or whatever. Like we really just enjoy being around each other. And I really think that comes through on the air. It has to. Do you grill out together? Sometimes we more argue about grilling than actually grill together. I, I think. Oh, that that's you, nice. What's that? That's nice. You argue about grilling. Yes, because I think that <laughs> but, he screws but up. But who's a lot right, of Kelly? Well, I think he screws up a lot of his food, and he never lived in Texas, so I don't know if he really knows how to barbecue correctly. But nice, nice. Spoken like a Texan, by the way. I know you're not a, a real Texan, but yeah, not a true Texan. Yeah, but you spent time there and it's rubbed off for sure. Please tell us about Leighton Broadcasting. Tell us about that company. Uh, Everybody should be lucky to work in their career at some point for a company like Leighton Broadcasting. And I don't say that. I I say that from the bottom of my heart. Um, Again, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but with everything going on with my wife, it was it was never a question of, well, you have this much time off. So, you know, don't go. It was just take care of your family. And that's it. And I know that they meant it. Um, and honestly, and, and this is embarrassing for me to say, but when I came to Layton, I was coming from Austin, Texas, kind of had a bit of a chip on my shoulder thinking like, well, this, this is small market. They, you know, they're lucky to have me or whatever, whatever dumb crap we tell ourselves in our stupid ego brains. And yes. when I got there, I was like, this is the most well-run radio. Co- it's more than a, it's way more than a radio company, but 
I was like, this is the most well-run company I think I've ever seen in my life. And it made me change my attitude immediately. I was like, these guys are doing it right. And it's cool too, because it, it is a family owned company. I mean, I worked for Bob Layton's dad back when I first started in radio and I DJ two weddings for Bob Layton's daughters. Like it's, it's such a family atmosphere there. And I, a lot of people who are probably worried about keeping their jobs will talk about, Oh, it's a family company and whatever, whatever. And they love you. And I really get that feeling from Layton broadcasting. I, I've never felt like unseen or whatever. It's just, it's amazing. It, it, I wish that, everybody... That's so important, right? Oh, it is. I mean, I can walk into the owner of the company's office and have a conversation with him. If so, you know, I'll go through the proper channels. I don't go to him right away. But if I feel like I'm not getting what I want, I could walk into Bob Layton's office and have a conversation with him and he will put aside everything to talk to me for a minute. And that is just, that's just unheard of. It, it, and it's, <laughs> it, it's just amazing. And it shows like it, it shows in the sales staff. Like I, I can't believe how well those stations do. It's amazing. And that comes from the top down. Well, let's, let's talk about your cluster and your company. Are, are you guys heavily involved in, in the digital world? We are. I mean, there's, there's different branches of latent broadcasting. Like there's Vi Interactive and um, even company. We're, we're getting into podcasting now, which is something that I'm kind of helping out with them, um, you know, to, mm -hmm. to help other people with podcasts. And, um, and so, yeah, they're very much into digital um more so than I, even i know on my end you know uh, it's way more than i know about interesting well listen i read this quote about you i hope you don't mind me kind of uh, i'm going to quote you here we go uh, quote, there is no substitute for hard work unquote i think sometimes people think that radio is easy and I mean, the side where you're on the air, you know, even people in our buildings, they go, well, that job is easy. My guess is that it's not easy for the people who really want to be champions and remain champions in their market across time. Radio is what you choose. Prep, hard work, consistency. Is this also your view? 100%. And, and it's not something that I say flippantly like, yeah, you got to prep. It really is. I mean, that's why I get there an hour and a half before the show starts and stay two hours afterwards. It's like, there is no substitute. And, I, and it, it, it pains me to see what the future of radio will be because people have gotten so lazy. Voice tracking, I, I just can't believe, you know, I live in Minneapolis, which used to be known for some of the best radio in the country. Right. And, now I'm, and, and I'm not singling anybody out, but some of the stuff I hear, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, why did you even turn your mic on? Well, and, and I'm going to guess that you're not against voice tracking. No, you're God, no. against no. bad voice tracking. Not, right. One hundred percent. Yeah, I should I should clarify that because, yes. you know, I voice track other stations and I try and do a good job for them. You know, I try and do as much content as I can. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of DJs are like, cool, I have a four hour on air shift. I'll bang out all my voice tracks in an hour and then I'll go sit at my desk and play video games for three hours, you know. Well, and it's crazy. You talk about Minneapolis. That's one of the big markets that you right. expect for things to be as they've always been. But you can see that people kind of make their peace with, I'm going to say it here, and please believe me when I say I do not believe anything about this statement. They make their peace with less is more. Right. And, and, and sometimes less is less. Right. 
And and I think, but I think a lot of that has been drilled into people. Stay out of the way of the music. Okay, well, right. this song has a three second ramp. What the hell am I going to do? So I don't think it's all the DJ's fault. Um, right. I, I I'll I'll take it back to when you know streaming music came out and radio thought they had to compete with it. I think that's when we made our biggest mistake in radio because Huge. it took all personality off the air. And that and now that they're realizing, like, oh my God, personality is a must. Now there is none. I shouldn't say that's that's actually a well. Question. No, wait a minute. That's important to point out. You just said something really important, and I'm I'm not bashing you. I'm saying you did something really good there. I think a lot of people have realized. Oh, you know, this is the thing that makes us different. This is the thing that makes our brands great. And then comes the uh oh, but right. We don't have a we don't have a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, look at the talent pool now. It's 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 a bummer. You know, whenever we get somebody young who wants to come intern, I'm like, thank God. You know, maybe this person will take this business seriously. And and that, like I said, it's I don't blame it on anybody who's on air. I think I think a lot of people were told to shut up, and so they did. And so now someone interning for someone who's doing an afternoon show is seeing three second breaks, as opposed to when I was interning for Tony Fly, I was seeing some of the best radio I had ever heard in my life, and that makes a huge difference. Well, and that's one of the biggest concerns at radio is not that people are not doing their jobs, but that they may have never seen their jobs done correctly. Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal statement right there. I love that. And scary. Right. Right. All right. So, listen, I'm going to break all this up by asking you this hard question. Dude, I hinted at it earlier. Do you have a side hustle? I do. It's it's podcasting. Um, I, I was doing, uh, <laughs> I was DJing weddings for a while. Um, yeah. actually for like 10 years, I was DJing weddings, like down in Texas and then here in Minnesota. And, uh, boy, that's just, that's getting harder and harder as, as time goes on. Um, so and then when COVID hit, obviously all weddings were canceled. Oh yeah. And my wife was like, why don't you look into podcasting? And I was like, I'm not going to host a podcast. There's 70,000 of them and only eight of them get listened to. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, no, like helping people with their podcasts. And I was like, is that even a thing? So I like went on some websites and it, like within a couple of weeks, I had a bunch of podcasts like that I was producing, editing and producing. Do you have a, do you have a favorite by the way? Um, not necessarily. I, I do a lot of motivational podcasts, which I like. I feel like that actually keeps me really motivated. There's an educational one that I find super interesting. Cause I have young kids who are in school. So it's interesting to hear how teachers talk sometimes terrifying to hear how teachers talk, but, Absolutely. Uh, but no, I, I'll, they're not really like, I, I, they're not really meant for me, I guess. Like a lot of, like one is called how to be a dangerous woman. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not really your thing, right? Yeah, another one is called Latinas in leadership. So it's like, all right, that's, you know, it's a good podcast, but not for me. Yeah. That's still kind of cool. All right. Listen, what's your favorite part about being in in quote in unquote radio right now it's definitely the live stuff that we do the interaction um and i think that's because our show is doing so well that our live events are bonkers like we did this no no wait a minute when you say live events tell us exactly what you mean by that um like okay so we did uh we did tattoos for a cause um and that kind of stemmed from my wife's cancer and then uh we did we wanted to we wanted to loop in um veteran suicide and all these all these heavy causes so we teamed up with this place to do flash tattoos on a saturday and we thought all right if we can get 25 people to show up this was a success there was 25 people there at seven o'clock in the morning and i think over 300 people showed up for tattoos that day 
um, we did, we did, uh, we're going to do Kelly and Wood Christmas party this Thursday at a local bar. And we have hundreds of people saying that they're going to show up. Um, and so I'm loving these live events because it's people who are passionate about what they're hearing in the mornings. And that gives us an opportunity to say, and then to show them what nice people we are in real life, that we're not, we, we don't think we're anything. I, I don't know how to describe this, but what Humble. you're hearing on the air is exactly what you're going to see when you meet us. And I, and, I, and I think that that's helping the show grow. So right now, the live events are my favorite part of doing this. That's really interesting to get that feedback. And I got a secret for you that maybe nobody's told you this. I don't know. But it, most people that you influence will never share it with you. They'll never come back. So you really can't calculate your influence, which is really interesting to think about. And that's 100 percent right. I mean, I I agree with that. But it's cool that it's just cool that people are loving the show so much that they want to come hang out with us. And that that I absolutely love. Like that is just absolutely. All right. So you you know, I'm going to bring this up. You know, I'm going to ask about the grill. Are you the grill master at your house? In this particular home, yes, I am. I, I, I love being out by the grill all year long, too. I don't care if it's 20 below zero. I'm out there trying to get that thing to 300 degrees. I, I absolutely love so it. Is it more challenging when it's, you Hell know, that yeah. temperature? It's more challenging and more expensive because you, you go and, through a and lot. Do and your, do your neighbors look at you and go, oh, yeah, look at Kelly? No, mm. I, th- I, think, I think staying inside in wintertime was over in the 80s. I think people now are like, we got to get out. We got to get outside. We can't stay locked up for six months out of the year. I think, gr- well, I think because- winter grilling is the newest thing. Well, so wait a minute. So do you see other neighbors doing this? Not yet, but I think it's going to catch on. Uh, you so you're know, I think you're the trend see, master then. Right. Once they see me doing it, they'll know it's okay. Yeah, you know it's going to be good, right? Right. All right. So listen, no one can see or know the future. And if you tell me that you do know, it's going to be the thing that tells me that you absolutely don't know. Um, but we're all pretty interested in the future. We're we're thinking about what's it going to be like, you know, and and what's going to happen and like the Department of Energy is going to make a major announcement about something new that they're doing, supposed to change everything about energy. I can't wait for that. But let's let's reduce it to radio for a minute. Can you take a shot at telling us how you see the future of radio? Boy, that's isn't that the million dollar question? Um, I'll tell you where I think it is now and where it's going. I think that I think that I know that the people who are using us just for music are gone and they're not coming back and they shouldn't come back because we can't, we'll never compete. So I think personality is, is really going to, and not just because I am on air, but I really believe that personality is going to drive it and content is going to drive it. And I, I see a day where you get in your car and it's not even a, it's not even a radio anymore. It's just a screen with the Kelly and Wood app on it. Or so that's, I guess that's not even really a radio anymore. Is it? Um, well, let me let me try to bank that to the left a little bit. I totally get the content thing. I totally get the personality thing. But I'm going to slip this word in there. Relationships. Yeah. If people don't have a relationship with you, you don't have a brand. Well, and that goes back to what we were talking earlier about, you know, people who pop on the mic for three seconds to say that was this is hit me up on Twitter. It's like you don't yep. you have absolutely no relationship with that person at all. And, and you know, and it's funny, too. I, whenever I hear that particular break, I'm like, why would I go to your Twitter? 
I, I know nothing about you. I don't care about yeah, you. There's no reason. Right, just because you're on the radio, you're not, I don't care about you. I, that's another thing that people need to get over. Because you're on the radio doesn't mean anything if you're not giving the people something. Um, oh, yeah. I got a, I, I got a big tutorial in that this year. You know, I was talking with the guys at WTOP in Washington, and the, I was talking to the revenue guys, okay? Those are the guys that are responsible for the most revenue in radio at a local radio station. And, yeah. and they both said to me in two different interviews, okay? Nobody cares that we're from WTOP. We, that never enters our mind. We're there to help people. Right. And, and, and I'm sorry. That's you too, right? You're there to help people. It really is. It's, and, and I, honestly, that's, that's what I've learned. And I, it's like, if, you're, if you stop learning in radio, man, you're cooked, you're toast. And I think that that's the yeah. biggest thing I've learned over these past few years is you have to genuinely care about the audience. You can't just that's pretend right. to care by giving them concert tickets and be like, Oh, have a great day. Like you have to, you have to give a rip about them because. Well, see if this sounds relevant to you too. Mama changes over time. She doesn't stay the same. Mm -hmm. They say you can't go back home again. You know why they say that Kelly? Because home ain't there. <laughs> right. It changes. I don't care what you try it. Go back to where you were born. Go I back did. to where you spent 10 years, okay, at one point in your life. It's not the same. I, it's it's funny you say that because coming back to Minnesota, you know, I was born and raised here, but then lived in Texas for 18 years. And coming oh, yeah. back, I was like, this isn't the same place. And so I had to totally change the way I thought about it here. And that, you're right. right. Applying that to radio is a, a fantastic idea. Not just radio, but the listeners themselves, too. Right. Kelly, I got to tell you, this has been our joy to have you on the show. I want to thank you for being our guest today. Yeah, I'm sorry if I went off and didn't answer your questions. I have a tendency to, to chatter a little bit. Hey, let me just tell you something. You did great. I appreciated yeah. every minute of this interview. Not only that, I got to take a time out and, and say that we wish your wife a speedy recovery. And it, man, it sounds like she's got the right partner. It sounds like she's got good help. It sounds like she's got a good system around her. And I'm grateful for that. I'm going to add her to my prayers. I appreciate that. I, boy, that's another thing that drew, drew me closer to, and I, that's, it almost sounds like I was exploiting it, but I wasn't, I was just talking about it. And the amount that that drew us closer to listeners was just, it was remarkable, man. But I, but I you appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I, well, I'll tell you this, since you brought up prayer, I think that, I think that so many people praying for my wife is what brought her through. It's a huge deal. It, it means so much more than people think. And, and, and look, people, people really find vulnerability resonating because everybody's faking it. You can go on Facebook and you can see people, you know, doing the impression management thing. You can see that all day long where you yeah. work. Uh, at the grocery store, wherever, you know, uh, when somebody's being really real, it makes a difference, right? 100. When I, when I made the announcement on the air, I broke down and couldn't even talk. And I think that, I don't know, that I think everything changed that day with me and the listeners. It was, and like I said, I, I hate to sound like I'm exploiting my wife having breast cancer, but it was just, I was just explaining why I was out so much. Listen, I think that I, I totally understand that. And not everybody knows this, but my youngest child had leukemia. So oh, I know about going through those kinds of situations and, and just, it just comes out of you because yeah. you're having an experience that is not normal, you know? 
So listen, thank you for being here. Listen, I, I want, if you listen to this program, I want you to get more free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at rainmakerpathway.com anytime. I don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning, you check us out. There's stuff there to help you. We are here to encourage radio pros at all levels. That absolutely also includes every local radio sales person. Subscribe anytime to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, listen to our episodes in our large and growing archive and our new episodes each week, usually Monday nights. We guarantee that you'll be encouraged. You'll learn unexpected and valuable things. We know this because of the value of every guest that we have. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, email me, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. We like to say this all the time at Rainmaker Pathway, and we say it on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you want to know what that means, call me up. We also want to thank our special guest for this live event and podcast. And that is Kelly Jordan, who you could tell has a great attitude. We thank him for being our patient and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available almost right after I finish speaking my last sentence on this tonight. And of course, we thank JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. The subscription is free, of course, you know about this. Please remember, if you don't remember anything else, don't let this slip by. Be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.